Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by Coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It's the Morning Five for Friday. Another football Friday has come. It's November 11th, 2022. And as always, it's brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers catchy slogans a few billboards big results a couple of good days i think yeah one of them's not really well we've got three days to talk about but one of them is really not uh, a food day or two of them is really not a food day let's start with the food day uh it's national sunday day okay No, no not a day what not not sunday as in like Today's not Sunday? Today's not Sunday. What's Today's Friday. Today's Friday. But it's National Sunday Day. National Sunday, meaning ice cream Sunday. Day. So it's not Sunday, though? It's, it's National Sunday Day. Billy, I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> I never knew Sunday was spelled differently than the day <laughs> Sunday until I saw this really? day. No, I had no clue. Absolutely no clue. Um when I was writing down all the days for the uh, food week, you know, on, on the Tuesday that I do, no idea. First time I've ever seen that. No clue that the the ice cream Sunday that you get spelled differently than the day Sunday of the week. Had no idea. Getting smarter here on TM5, folks. That's what we aim to do every single day. Bingo. It's also National Origami Day. Oh, origami. I read that wrong. So that's... Whoops. Do I, I thought that was something else. Know, yeah. I don't want to know what you read. There. I invited a bunch of people over. I, I guess I can tell them to not come over. Oh, um, oh, 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 you're such a bad person. <laughs> uh, it's also Nash. It's also Veterans Day. That's the most important day of all yeah. these. Um, Veterans Day is the absolute most important day. Uh, I text everybody that I have their number of who has served this country. Um, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing now if it weren't for veterans that came before us, uh, gave their lives to protect the freedom that we have. Um, we'd probably be sp- speaking Chinese or, or German, honestly. Uh, yep. if, if the millions of people that have, didn't sacrifice their lives came before us, chose to. Um, Billy, your entire family's riddled with military vets. My entire family's riddled with military vets. Uh, this stuff runs deep in our deep in our blood, so... Uh, every single veteran that's listening to this podcast, thank you so much for your service. Um, whether you served four years, two years, 30 years, whatever you did, uh, you, you chose to go away from your family. A lot of you had wives and children and, and lives here in America that you chose to, to leave and go and serve overseas for us to protect our freedom so Billy and I could have this dumb podcast every single morning. So um, thank you so much from the bottom of our heart. Like, I, I, you know, we'll never be able to repay you for what you did. And thank you to, to the ones that went over there and, you know, served for, for our freedoms. Yeah, and a couple really close to our heart really, really quick. Um, obviously, you know, my dad, my dad's a Marine. Um, 
I think I mentioned that yesterday with it being the Marine Corps birthday. Um, so obviously thanks to him, but also our really good friend and uh, occasional podcast host, uh, Matt Ridgeway. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did a podcast with Matt last night. Actually, we'll have TM5, the, the last TM, or excuse me, Track Talk. We'll have the last Track Talk episode of the year coming out today. Um, he's a veteran and uh, he's, he's actually the first person I text every single Veterans Day. Um, you know, just thank you for your service. Yeah, and it's it's always good to to talk with Matt and talk with a lot of the veterans really about about their service and what they did and, and it's always fun. And it, you know, when when issues arise, it's always interesting to ask their their opinions over us little lowly citizens. You know what I mean? Yep. Like I think when and we're gonna get to the the normal sports stuff, guys. I promise. But when do you remember a few years back and it's it's a lot more than a few by this point but a few years back when Colin Kaepernick um, knelt yes I called up Matt and I was like I want your opinion you know as as a veteran as somebody who fights for your country I want your opinion and he and I had a great conversation and it was it was awesome and being able to talk and be open about that was just really cool so yeah that's where i'm, I'm sitting Bryce, uh last night god last night was terrible it was awful it was um uh, we were so we were doing we were doing track talk last night during this game and i told matt i said this might be the worst football game i've seen all year in the nfl and there have been some stinkers but i think the falcons at the panthers last night falling 25 to 15 I think that was the worst game I saw all year. Yeah, it was bad. And, you know, on on a string of another horrible um, Thursday night games, it seems like. You know what I mean? Like The we NFL can't seem to get prime time games right this year. And I don't know what it is, but they cannot seem to string together an entire week of good prime time games. Like Thursday, Sunday, and Monday. Have we, have we had a Thursday, Sunday, Monday prime time game schedule for the NFL that has been good games this year. I don't, I no. can't think through through nine weeks. I can't think of one week. No, I can't either. Um, and it's that's that's unfortunate. It really is because I, I really I think what they're doing with Amazon with Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet and the just the gameplay and everything that's shown on Amazon is doing very, very good work. And I, I may be alone in that that aspect, but no, I'm the, I'm right there with you. I think the broadcast on Amazon is is the fantastic. Broadcast, yeah. Uh, yeah, the analytics channel. I think Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet are a great team that work together. Uh, it's just unfortunate that they've had crap games essentially all year. They really have, and I I hate that for Herbie and for Al Michaels because they're two professionals, and it's it's fun to to watch them and hear them call a game. And they haven't really had a really good game since uh, week one. So, And Al Michael, you could tell last night, was being brutally honest. Kirk Herbstreit asked him at one point. Uh, the Falcons were down, and, and Kirk was like, uh, the Falcons need to pass the ball here and get some quick scores. Do you think they're capable of doing it? And Al Michael's response was just no. That's was that's what his <laughs> response was, was no. It's not like, oh, I don't know. We could do this, this, and this. They've done this. Al Michael's response was just no. So I think he's over the crap football that he's having to call on Thursday nights. 
Marcus Mariota, 19 to 30, 30 pass attempts in, in a god-awful game. Uh, 186 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. You know, you've got this on, on the note. Ritter has to start next week, right? I think so. I actually put this on there twice. I think this was the worst game I've seen uh, Marcus Mariota and the Falcons play this year. It was it was awful. And just, and just looking at that stat line, 19 for 30, 186 yards, two tubs and an interception. It doesn't look that terrible. But you have, you, you have to go back and watch this game. Mariota looked awful. I mean, just this was the probably the worst game I've seen Mariota play this year. It was terrible. Ritter has to start next Sunday, man. It, I don't I don't know why Mariota would keep starting honestly I I don't know why he's still in there it, this 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 start was the worst I've ever seen him he threw a, a pass from his butt like that's right up there with the Mark Sanchez butt fumble in my opinion like that was he looked terrible he looked absolutely awful and lost out there playing quarterback uh Huntley Algier and uh Patterson all combined for 70 total yards. Yeah, the offensive line couldn't move people, man. They weren't making uh, big gaping holes for Huntley, Algier, and Patterson like they normally do. I really thought that they were going to be able to reproduce. All three of them together were going to be able to reproduce what Joe Mixon did last week with the Bengals. Uh, But they couldn't. That offensive line couldn't move anybody. And it didn't help that the Falcons were playing from behind almost the entire game, which is not their game plan. Uh, The Falcons like to play either, you know, tied or down three or up one that's their game plan when they got when they got down uh sort of turned their game plan on top of its head uh london was only targeted six times hitting six receptions for a total of 38 yards and a touchdown pitch continues to be invisible two receptions total for 28 yards that's it i don't i don't know man between, i don't know between the <sighs> two big guys the two first round picks that we have a total of what is that six 66 yards total total any any through 30 passes i don't know I, it's, you know i know i know uh christ what's the head coach's name arthur smith i know he wants to run the ball i i know that that wants to be his identity but when you have 30 pass attempts there's no reason why half of those shouldn't go to mariota or drake london there's just there's no reason for that I mean, your leading receiver was Demir Bird. Who the hell is Demir Bird, Billy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's I mean, Cordero, Cordero Hodges, Alameda Zacchaeus, all of those had more yards than Kyle Pitts. Like, That's terrible, isn't it? What the hell are we doing? I, I don't, uh, I don't know, man. I just, if you want to run the ball, that's fine. If you want that to be the identity of your football team, to run the ball and be a tough ground and pound team, that's fine. But when you do throw it. Throw it to your talented guys. And then if, if they're not open, throw them open. It's the NFL. I, you know, I don't think anybody would be pissed off at Marcus Mariota if he tried to force a ball into Kyle Pitts in the red zone and it got intercepted. At this point, I don't think anybody would care because we haven't seen him get tuds hardly at all this year. Like, I mean, it's it's absurd. It's, it's honestly absurd. He has two touchdowns this year. Two. That's it. Through 10 games, he has two touchdowns. That's where we're sitting. Yeah, it's frustrating. I'm not even a Falcons fan, and I'm pissed off about it. Yeah, imagine being a Falcons fan, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just it's stupid, man. It's 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 week in and week out watching this Falcons team and the way they play. It's it's baffling and it's stupid. Yeah. So, next game we play is uh, the twentieth. 
which is two Sundays from now, against the Bears. So in two weeks, Desmond Ritter better be starting. I'll put it that way. You have two weeks to get Desmond Ritter starting. You've had ten days, yeah, to get him ready. Yep. And that's that's the best way I could think of. And at this point, you're under 500. Um, it looks like Tampa Bay finally started figuring things out in the division. Well, I think that's putting the cart before the horse there. Maybe, but I don't think so. Um, I, I still think that the division is a long shot, an absolute long shot. So get get Ritter out there, and, and God forbid, let's let's see what the kid has, and if the kid shows out and wins us the division, then perfect. If not, yeah. If he has a rookie year and has has one of those moments where it's just like, hey, he's a rookie. He's, this is the rookie kind of mistakes that we're we're kind of expecting. It's it's a bad year anyway. You know. And we'll look we'll look at the schedule real quick for the for the Bucks. I mean, they have the Seahawks at the Browns, home versus the Saints, at the 49ers, home versus the Bengals, at the Cardinals, home versus the Panthers, and then at the Falcons to wrap up the season. That's a tough schedule. To, to end the year and on the flip side look at the Falcons they're at home versus the Bears now the Bears have looked better recently oh, than up. they have but yeah. it, it's still the Bears they're at the Commanders Commanders are terrible they're home versus the Steelers the Steelers are one of the worst teams in football uh, they're at the Saints Saints are awful they're at the Ravens that's definitely a loss they're home versus the Cardinals I don't know what the Cardinals are right now and then they're uh, they're home versus the Bucks to wrap the season up so uh, yeah, you give Ritter a start against the Bears and the Commies and the Steelers and see what he has, and who knows? Maybe he wins you the division. Maybe he's terrible, and you're back in the same place you were with Ritter, or excuse me, with Mariota. But you at least gave the rookie a shot. You at least right. saw what you had. That's the way I'm thinking, too. Yep. Billy, this weekend, number one, Georgia travels to Starkville to take on Mississippi State. I checked the line this morning when I woke up. It was 16. I checked the line right before we started recording, and it has moved up to 16 and a half. Uh, so, yeah, in about 45 minutes, a half a point has changed. Uh, the big question for me is, can Georgia avoid a letdown game after the waffle stomping of Tennessee? I'd be shocked if they didn't. I'd be I'd be completely surprised if UGA treated or not treated this, but I'd be shocked if this is a trap game for UGA. I don't think that's the type of coach Kirby Smart is, and I don't think that is the type of team that Kobe uh, Kirby Smart has coached. Um I'd be I'd be pretty shocked if this turned into a trap game. UGA's secondary will have a good challenge for him this weekend, though. Will Rogers and his crew of receivers they like to toss it around, man. And Rogers is a really good quarterback. He has over three thousand passing yards on the season, almost thirty tuds, and he has a uh, rating of one forty one point three. Pretty uh, good. So yeah, it's, it's back to back weeks that Georgia has faced an elite quarterback. Uh, I don't want to say Will Rogers is up there with Hendon Hooker, but he's a very, very good quarterback. He's one of the top five in the SEC, in my opinion. Uh, and this is just getting them ready for whoever they face in the college football playoffs, in my opinion. Uh, anytime you can face multiple elite quarterbacks during the year and see different routes, different route trees, different formations, different plays, it makes that secondary better for UGA. Um, Mississippi State also has a pair of backs in their backfield that they like to feed. Dylan Johnson and Jacrevious Martz both have over 400 yards uh, on the year rushing. Last week, though, versus Auburn, they couldn't get anything going. I think Johnson had negative 11 yards and Martz had like 37 or something. Uh, Last week, they really relied on Will Rogers to try to get them to win at Auburn, which they got. And I I think he threw it over 40 times. 
Uh, so if, if you're doing that versus UGA, if you have to throw it over 40 times, it's going to be a long, miserable day for you because that secondary is one of the best secondaries in the entire nation, uh, which which Hendon Hooker and the Tennessee Vols found that out last week. Uh, for UGA on offense, just get the ball in the hands of your athletes, man. Let Edwards, Wilton, or uh, Milton and McIntosh pound the rock and impose their will on Mississippi State. When they're done, go over the top, Bowers, McConkie, Washington. I don't think this should be a game, honestly. By halftime, this should be in hand. The 16 and a half points, if you're betting on this and you got to go ATS, give me UGA in 16 and a half because I don't think Mississippi State has nearly the horses to keep this game close. So real quick, and I'm going to go back to the Tennessee game real quick. Did you happen to see, there was a play that kept getting played over and over and over again on social media of Darnell Washington, the tight end. Basically, I wouldn't say cut blocking, but just blocking the defensive end or linebacker that was that was coming free um, and knocking him back. It was the pancake block, right? Yeah, like, yeah five yards he yep. knocked him probably five yards towards towards the the inside and then the offensive lineman was like nope stay down and put their hands on him yep, it was, yep. the old pancake block the, the tight end the greatest block i had seen this year from from a tight end no the play that keeps replaying in my mind from that uga tennessee game was the stetson bennett rushing touchdown where they didn't call targeting and that was the most clear case of targeting I think I've seen all season. Yeah, that was that was the most clear cut, obvious, you know, no doubt in my mind targeting. I, and they didn't call it. It's I. That is the most infuriating thing in football, honestly. Because they will call. Period. Yeah, targeting is a terrible, terrible thing. I I, I can't say that enough. It, like. You don't know what targeting is. And most bingo. I, I don't think anybody knows what targeting truly is. I don't that's that's the most infuriating part, Billy. That's the most infuriating part is we don't know. I think the targeting rule, listen, I'm all for the targeting rule and why it was in place. They're trying to make football safer. I, whatever, I understand. I don't I don't care. I played football knowing the risks and everything, but I didn't play at the elite level, so whatever. Let them if they want to have a targeting rule that's fine. I'm here for it. Make it safer. Sure. Whatever you want to do. But we need to have a clear and definite uh, definition, for lack of better terms, of what targeting is. And from what I saw on Saturday against Stetson Bennett, that was clear targeting. He led with the crown of his head and the crown of his head made impact with Stetson Bennett's head and his eyes were looking right down at the grass. I mean, that was clear and obvious targeting to me. So apparently I'm an idiot. Oh, we knew that. <laughs> All right, Bryce, uh, the Hawks beat the 76ers last night in a big win, uh, 104-95, and a great bounce-back game, and especially on a back-to-back night, which is awesome. Hawks take care of business against the 76ers that started the season off a bit slow. Uh, Trey had 26 points, 7 assists, and was 10 of 10 from free throw uh, stripe, especially a game after not having a single free throw. <laughs> Billy, you remember what I said at the Jazz game that Trey wasn't attacking the basket like he usually does? Yeah. Yeah, he was back to old Trey last night, and it was nice to see. I think um, I think Nate McMillan kind of picked up on the same thing I did in that Jazz game where Trey was settling for jump shots a little too much and not forcing the issue to the basket and getting to the free throw stripe. Yeah, he did that last night, and it, I mean, 10 points, 10 for 10 from the free throw line. 
that's exactly what you want out of Trey. That's when Trey is the most deadly, when he is driving into the lane, can make those floaters, can get fouled, go to the line, or kick it out to one of our deadly shooters. He, yeah, he was uh, he was vintage Trey last night. Speaking of 10 points, uh, DJ Murray, 10 points, 8 assists, 3 re- rebounds. Not bad. And uh, what's not going to show on the, on the box score, Billy, is some of the most elite defense I think I've ever seen a Hawk play in my entire life. I mean, it's Honestly, guys, I keep comparing him to Tabo Cephalosia. He is a better offensive version of Tabo Cephalosia. His defense is exactly like Tabo back in the day. Long, lanky arms, quick. He He's the best defender I think I've ever seen, best perimeter defender I think I've ever seen in a Hawks jersey. And one of my favorite lines from last night, Clint Capella, 18 points, 20 boards. Yes, yeah, just, just absurd. Freaking please. <laughs> Just absurd, man. Give me that, Eight, give me 20 that boards. every single game. Yeah. Yeah. 20 boards, points, dude. 20 boards? Are you serious? <laughs> God. Uh, I love it. I love it, man. The, the defense the defense last night was great. Uh, Atlanta held Philadelphia to 95 points in the win last night. It's the fourth time this season the Hawks have held their opponent under 100 points. Uh, tied for the most such games in the NBA this season. So yeah. right now we're playing some of the best defense in the NBA. Bench once, once again was uh, almost the downfall. The starters would get the Hawks the lead, and then the bench would come in and let the 76ers back in this. We've got to get consistency off the bench. We have to get some kind of points off the bench, and right now we're not getting anything. And the defense, as you mentioned, the elite defense that the Hawks were playing are all coming from the starters. The The elite defense is not coming from that bench. Yeah, I don't I don't know how we fix that, man. I don't know if there's a fix inside the team right now that we could do. A.J. Griffin came in. He looked good. The rookie, he actually hit a big three last night. Uh, The 76ers were making a bit of a run, and and A.J. came in and and made a big three. So I I don't know if Bogey coming back, that's not really going to help the bench defense. Bogey's not a terribly, you know, defensive prowess type guy. Right. Uh, So I I don't know if we need to trade for a defensive bench piece. When Bogey comes back, that's going to help the offense a bit on the bench. Uh, but yeah, right now, right now that bench is the Achilles heel, heel of the Hawks. Last night it almost bit us in the butt, but the starters were good enough to uh, to come back and sort of solidify that game. So we got to get that bench rolling, man. And once again, guys, I'm not comparing our bench to other decent benches in the NBA. I'm comparing our benches to the teams that are the favorites to win the NBA championship right now. I think that that's where the Hawks need to be aiming is uh, get that bench production up. We'll mention this again in the uh, Stumpet Games events calendar, but the Hawks will play again. They're in in Philadelphia on Saturday. Yeah, and the coach for why am I forgetting the coach for the 76ers? I don't know. Oh my god! I don't I can know see his face. <laughs> I can see his face. He's coached there forever. Holy crap! I am. I am. Compl- I, I, I can see his face clear as Doc Rivers. My goodness. I could see his face in my brain, but I was having a massive brain fart. Doc Rivers was pissed off that uh, this is a home-and-home series. He was like, why didn't we just have both of these games at one of these guys' home stadiums? Like He was, <laughs> he was like, it had been fine. I, was like, I wouldn't have cared if we stayed all weekend in Atlanta. It just seems dumb to have a travel, like, traveling. So, But, Billy, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from last night. Other than the Hawks beating the 76ers and the Falcons falling to the Panthers, we didn't really have anything going on last night. Yeah. Uh, Luckily, that is the last day, I believe, probably until February or March, or no, honestly, probably the end of the se- the end of the school year, where we won't have much going on opposed 
to uh, trying to think maybe the week of Thanksgiving, the week of Christmas, maybe not much going on. Right. But really until the end of the school year, we're going to have some sort of high school sport going on, uh, which I'm stoked about, man. That's the reason we started this podcast. It, it's almost felt like summer the past yeah, week yeah. where we had nothing going on, you know? Yeah, uh, on the st- since we don't have the Major League Baseball to like infuse. Oh, yeah, here's here's what the NL East did. <laughs> we can put hockey in. You guys, you guys want to watch hockey? Uh, I would. I mean, but that's really yeah. <laughs> uh, last uh, yesterday, nothing went on. We did have some uh, scrimmages. I know Heard County girls were at Alexander, um, and I think uh, Mount Zion scrimmaged Oak Mountain. So some scrimmages going on for for high school basketball, which uh, starts up properly this coming week. Tonight, college basketball. We have UW starting. They are playing uh, Emory Riddle. Boys are at Emory Riddle in the GSC versus SSC challenge, and the girls are at Rollins tonight. In okay. football, high high school football, Friday night lights, round one of the playoffs. Bryan County at Heard County tonight. You will hear that on Hometown Sports Media Wildcat Network with Casey uh, and Clay. On the call, Billy and Coach JB will be down at Heard County with the pregame, halftime, and postgame. And then out in Bowden tonight, uh, Aquinas without the St. Thomas in front of their name at Bowden. It'll be me and my color guy, Billy, will be a special guest color guy tonight, special guest host. Pumped about this. Coach Tim Barron is going to be on the color call with me tonight on the Hometown Sports Media Network, Carroll County uh, station. So that, that'll be fun, man. I'm excited to call a game with Coach Tim Barron. You should be. You should absolutely be excited about this. Billy, I'll be honest with you, man. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I'm, I am I have not been nervous a single game I have called. I mean, Casey and I went down to, to Columbus and called state championship softball games, and I'm calling a first-round football game in Bowden. I've done a ton of Bowden games this year, but uh, I'm, I'm a little nervous with uh, with Timbo up there in the booth with me, man. Yeah, he'll be all right. It's, uh, it's like getting to call a game with uh, our local Al Michaels. That's what I equate it to. I'm uh, a little nervous. A little nervous. Uh, Washington Wilkes is at Mount Zion, and then Madison County is at Central. So all four of the games tonight Five. You've are got all You've got one missing. Uh, who's missing? Temple at Metter. Oh, it wasn't on the... Uh, why did I think that was Saturday? I don't know. Oh, the Temple time. at Metter. Temple at Metter is tonight. I, I, I keep getting the Bremen. We talked about this yesterday. I keep getting the Bremen uh, Temple game confused. Uh, literally every single every single time we talk about it, I get them confused. Uh, so Temple is at Metter tonight as well. That's a long trip on a Friday night, man. Three and a half hours, man. Ooh, buddy. Three and, that's and a half, three and half hours in the big cheese. That's what? Probably easily four, four and a half hours. I would think so. Yeah. They probably started driving yesterday. They get off it. They probably get out of school at noon. Drive down there, yeah. get some lunch, something like that. At least, uh, and then and then wrestling tonight, Billy. We have wrestling Let's go. starting tonight. The Villarica girls are at Alexander. The girls scramble, uh, so they will go out there and hope to get a win at the Alexander girls scramble Saturday. Football. We have University of West Georgia at North Greenville. UW coming off a big win last week against a number five ranked team in their uh, in their division classification, whatever it is, I believe. Uh, and then when they were down yes by a lot and came back and within five seconds said i think they won by 10 but within like five seconds they were able to 
to score two different scores to go up 10. It was unreal. And then on Friday night lights, that continues on Saturday for Saturday night afternoon lights, sort of uh, in round one of the playoffs. Bremen is at Cedar Grove and then Lowndes comes to Carrollton and they face Carrollton. I'll be out that Lowndes Carrollton game. That should be huge, man. The Bremen at Cedar Grove was at 4 p.m. And then Lowndes at Carrollton is at 6.30. So if you want to, you could theoretically make both games. Cedar Grove's not that far. Yeah, you probably could. And I I anticipate uh, that Bremen Cedar Grove game to be relatively quick because I think they're going to both run the ball. Yeah, um, Bremen should be up. Bremen Bremen should be up at halftime. Probably running clock in the second half on Cedar Grove. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, in wrestling, Villarica boys at Paulding County for the Patriots varsity duel, and then college basketball continues on Saturday. University of West Georgia, the boys still in that GSC SEC challenge. They'll face Palm Beach Atlantic, and University of West Georgia girls are at. Tampa, and that is your Stumpet Games and Events calendar for this weekend. Bryce, I need a little bit of extra cash this weekend, brother. You need some cash flow this weekend? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Hey, you got a uh, you got a game wrong there, Chief. Do I? Tennessee's... Uh, either you do or I do. Hold on, let me check. I might have been looking at next week. I don't think oh, Tennessee's playing Arkansas. Yeah, that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. How about I um, accept? No worries. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I have a 13, 15, and 2 record right now. We're going to use – I converted it over to soccer points to give people a little bit better of an understanding of, of you know, kind of what's going on. So I have 41 points for soccer. Billy's 11 and 19, 33 points. I, uh, so it's, you get three points for a win and one point for a draw. I think that's similar to hockey, but I think hockey's two points for a win, right? Yep. Two points for a win, yeah. one point uh, for okay. overtime loss. Yeah. So maybe we'll convert it to that. Maybe we'll do hockey points. I like that a little bit better. Uh, but my, my locks this weekend, LSU, they are a three-and-a-half-point dog, or excuse me, three-and-a-half-point favorite on the road at Arkansas. Arkansas just lost to Liberty. I think people are expecting LSU to have a letdown game after the two-point conversion win versus Alabama. I don't think it's going to happen. Arkansas is really underachieved all season, and LSU is going to take care of business, in my opinion, on the road at Arkansas. Alabama at Old Miss. I'm going to hammer the over at 64 and a half. Neither one of these teams plays a lick of defense, and I think they hit that 64 and a half over quite easily. And then my third lock of the week, Bears are at home versus the Lions. Bears are a three-point favorite. They're playing really good football right now. I think they've unlocked what Justin Fields can do. Give me the Bears at home as a three-point favorite. Something to mention, <clears throat> Matt Ridgway and I have talked about this earlier in the week, and I'm going to throw this out there because he's been pretty spot on on some college football picks this year. He swears up and down that Alabama's losing to Ole Miss this weekend. So Alabama's not good. They're uh, they're not a good team. They're very undisciplined. We'll see. We'll see how that ends up. All right, mine. Uh, I've got to get back into this. Uh, Tennessee is a 20 and a half point favorite versus Mizzou. Uh, I bet you anything they're going to be angry and uh, wanting to prove that they want to be back into the college football playoff uh, picture. So they're going to, I would think they're going to handle this 20 and a half easily against a terrible Mizzou team. Is there a terrible Mizzou team? They almost beat Georgia. What are you talking about? I know. Everyone (laughs) everyone has one of those games. Uh, Give me Illinois uh, minus six and a half versus Purdue. Um, I, I just think Illinois has got the horses to handle that against uh, Purdue's not that great. 
No. And I think I think Illinois is pissed off after that Michigan State loss, too. Yeah. I like that. I like that Illinois pick a lot. And then uh, this one you're not going to like a lot. Give me Dallas. Dallas is a four and a half point favorite at Green Bay. Um, Green Bay is. Oh, it's moved. Yeah. Green Bay is not a good team. So give me four and a half for Dallas and uh, I'll, I'll hammer the points. I'll be honest with you. I stared at this for a long time <laughs> thinking about it was five and a half yesterday. So it's gone down to four and a half. Um, yeah, Green Bay's terrible, dude. I just, I just don't know why. I don't know. I, I, I want to avoid. I've started thinking about this and overthinking it. I'm going to avoid this game like the plague. I love the bet, but I'm going to avoid it like the plague because I'm a fan. Yep. I understand. I right, so you need another cup of coffee. Indeed, sir. Indeed, I do. Another cup of coffee brought to you. Uh, also, by the way, the uh, Soft Friend Dollars is brought to you by the Incredible Pulp. Uh, go see Steve Walker and company out there. Uh, he's got the greatest. Oh, dude. Party. Oh, and tonight, tonight, by the way, oh. Steve Walker and company will have their hot chocolate going. Um, oh, I think won't. they're going. It said it has to be below 60. It's not going to be below, below 60 tonight. Uh, he said he said I'll have it going. Mm, okay. That's what it said on their. Uh, that's what it said on their Facebook, I believe. All right. Um, they're they're going to be at uh, Central in Mount Zion tonight, I believe. Good deal. Uh, yeah, I'll check again, but I'm pretty sure he said they're going to have their hot chocolate going tonight. But another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, Clayton Kershaw nearing a one-year deal with the Dodgers. I'm not surprised by this. Clayton Kershaw needs to, needs to retire a Dodger. He will continue to get these one-year deals until he's like, you know what? I'm done. Do you think this matters to the Braves at all now that we're getting DeGrom? Shut up. We're, we're not. What? We are not. As much as I want to speak that into existence, it's not going to happen. So yeah, I don't want to get my hopes up. That's we're why. getting DeGrom, I'm dude. telling you to shut up. No, we're, we're getting DeGrom. New York is- yeah, we are. Okay. Market eight, market eight. We're getting to ground, boys. Okay, six six thirty on Veterans Day. This is this is what we're talking about. We are getting Jakob de Gram. I can't wait till he comes here. Germany hands the U.S. Women's National Team their first three-game losing streak since nineteen ninety-three. Yeesh, that sucks. That's that's not good. Maybe they maybe they shouldn't have gotten that equal pay thing. By the way, we are nine uh, nine days away from from World Cup. From World Cup, that's right. I can't wait. We should. We're recording the World Cup uh, preview podcast this weekend. Good deal. We'll have that out. Yeah. Uh, probably next week. I know we have a bunch of soccer fans here. I know uh, Casey Bass and Clay Harden can't wait to listen to the World Cup soccer preview. Big soccer. They will listen to that immediately as soon as it comes out. I know. I, he's been it, dude. He texts me every day. When is the world? I two things. He texts me. When is the World Cup preview podcast coming out? And can we have more basketball talk on the morning five every single day? That's, you know, every single day I get hounded by Clay Harden about he wants more basketball and more soccer talk. You got you, Clay. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders uh, linebacker Blake Martinez retires from football at age 28. Ooh, man. Not surprised by this. It's been happening. We're seeing this a lot more, aren't yeah, we? A lot, a lot more. Yeah. Which is, I'm in favor of it, dude. Yeah. Get in, make your money, get out. Go on to a different adventure. Go go start a different chapter of your life, dude. Go make money in the NFL. Make a couple million. First and uh, is, is life changing money. Yes. Life changing money, and if especially if you invest it correctly. Right. Yeah, I'm all for it, dude. Make your money. Get out while you're still young, and you can still do stuff. So good on him. I, I, I'm all for uh, people that retire, you know, 
from the NFL at that age and go on to do other ventures. Go do it, man. The Bills, Josh Allen doesn't practice on Thursday and his playing status is uncertain. And that's another reason why I didn't bet the Bills. The Bills number is is pretty juicy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it keeps coming down. Right now, the Bills, six. They're six. And, oh, that's, cha- that's actually changed. Oh, no, that's that's next week. Hold on. I was about to say. It wasn't- uh, yeah. Oh, no. Three and a half. Yeah. Bills are a three and a half point favorite right now at home. Uh, and, and honestly, if you want to bet, I would take the Vikings as a three and a half point road dog right now because if Josh Allen does play, you're not going to get that much value. Right. Um, I, I don't I don't think Josh Allen's going to play, man. I do not think he's going to play this weekend. Uh, 49ers cornerback Jason Verrett suffers season-ending Achilles injury, and that sucks for the Niners because they need they need that secondary. Yeah, the Niners have just been injury riddled all year. It seems like that sucks for them, dude. Unfortunately for the Raiders, uh, you already lost Blake Martinez to re- retirement, but you're also placing Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro on the injured reserve. Woo, buddy! Oh, jeez. Derek Carr has had one of the worst seasons I think I can remember in recent history for him. He was my MVP pick uh, early in the season just because of the way he played last year. But the, the, the Raiders have looked terrible. Uh, losing their top two kind of pass catchers, that's uh, that makes it even worse. Davante Adams hasn't played well. That, it's rough out there in Vegas. Tonight, uh, today in 1996, Atlanta Braves starting pitcher John Smoltz wins his first Cy Young award. Favorite all-time Brave. Congratulations to Smoltz. Yep, congratulations. He's been my he's been my favorite all time Brave since I was a little kid. I have so much John Smoltz paraphernalia behind me. I have like four or five signed rookie cards. I actually have a uh, I have a six pack of Coke commemorating his uh, Cy Young win in 1996. You, so, if we somehow got him on the podcast, would you be able to speak? I wouldn't. I'll be honest with you, Billy. I don't know if I'd have a single baseball question for him. <laughs> I would probably talk golf the entire time with him. And I would also bring up the time that he invited Greg Maddox uh, to play golf with him. And Greg yeah. Maddox fell into a creek and had to change his entire outfit mid round. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know if we uh, if, if we talk much, much baseball. If you're a Smoltz fan, I highly suggest buying and reading the book that he wrote, um, awesome. I think it's called Starting and Closing. Yes. It's, it, really it's fantastic, dude. Uh, him talking about the bullpen situation when he went to the bullpen, like how crappy it was, like just where they sat and everything and him kind of revamping it. Uh, it's really neat, man. It's a really good book. So, yeah, I'm a big Smoltz fan. He's my favorite all-time player. He's the only Braves player that I own a jersey of, and I think I own four or five of them. You got anything else? Nah, man, let's get out of here on a football Friday. Friday Night Lights tonight. It's football Friday. Uh, as as Bryce mentioned, uh, the Hometown Sports Media Group will be, I'll be in Heard County uh, for our pregame show. I will have, for the first hour, I'm going to have Coach JB and Clay Harden with me. And for the second hour, I'll have Coach JB and uh, Casey Bass with me. So, uh, Look at there. For the first hour, and or second hour. And then uh, I'll have Coach JB for the overtime show and the halftime show. And then uh, Bryce will have Coach Timbo uh, on on the call with him for the Bowden Aquinas game, and we'll give you the lines later uh, tonight on the the uh, Friday night kickoff show. But those lines are interesting, and it, yeah, they it's, it's going to be fun. But for uh, again, 
we can't stress this enough. Thank you to every single veteran out there. We we wouldn't be able to do this podcast without you. Um, and we can't. We're appreciative. So appreciative. But for Bryce Sparling, I am Billy Lindall. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy Friday Night Lights, and we will talk to you all on Monday. Same time, same place.